Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here along with Andy Olson after Illinois beats Michigan 68-53 to on Friday night in a game that was highly anticipated, Andy, but I don't know about you. You were there. You tell me. It just wasn't a very good game, especially the first <laughs> half. Uh, both teams came out slow. Hunter Dickinson did not play due to a medical issue. Uh, sounds like he had COVID from um, what Juwan Howard said after the game. I don't know. It, it, it was 26-22 at half. I thought this would be a higher scoring game. Did not prove to be the case. There was like 20 points through the first 10 minutes of the game. Take me there, Andy Olson. The atmosphere was terrific okay. pregame. I'll, I'll tell you that much. And then it kind of had this, <laughs> like, like you already said, the, the first half wasn't the the barn burner that people were, were anticipating when, when when this game was sold out right. and you know the the energy kind of slowly got down but the fans always kept in the game and the second half their their efforts were definitely paid off because there were some moments like when Trent Frazier hit a couple of those threes I think he scored eleven straight points yeah, on his own where that place got rocking but there, it was really I think the best way to describe it was a little awkward in the first half. It just like there was so much anticipation. It was yeah. all it was all coming to a head. And then it I think there were sixteen total points scored after ten minutes. And it was just kind of deflating a little bit for, for everyone. But you know, not every game is gonna be pretty where everything's fallen for Illinois. And I think both teams played really good defense. Um Illinois could have used some more energy, I, I think, in the first 20 minutes of the game. They kind of came in slow, and Michigan— oh, I they got punked early. Yeah, Michigan— like, They weren't ready to play without—and Michigan didn't have its best player. Like, yeah. how is that even possible? What was so interesting after the game was Brad Underwood talking about how you plan for that guy, and even though it's their best player out of the game— you kind of have to throw all of your game plan out of the window because everything changes without him there out on the court. And if Hunter Dickinson was playing, would that first half been more exciting? Probably. Probably more exciting for Michigan fans because I think Illinois yeah. probably still would have had some trouble scoring. And uh, I think the defense still would have been good on both sides. But, I mean, the, the saying is defense wins championships, but defense does not endear you to the hearts of college basketball fans. Uh, so very, very strange first half and not exactly what everyone was expecting coming in, but Illinois was able to keep plugging away. And they, I don't know. I need to check our stat sheet here. Yeah. They never had a moment without the lead. Yeah. They the led the whole game. time. I mean, I would say they were in control. I don't know if I really felt that like Illinois Michigan was... got within one and, and the yeah. second half. I mean, it was back and forth there, and, and I say back and forth, even though Illinois led the whole time, they were a competitive. Yeah. You know, I feel like most of the game, Illinois' biggest lead got away there in the second half at 15, but throughout the first half, certainly was competitive, four-point game at half, mm -hmm. only 14 combined points in the first 10 and a half minutes of the game. A lot of missed shots in there, and in, in that first half, um, neither team shot it very well. Uh, we only had two threes. So what is that combined? Uh, two for 16 from three in the Ugh. first half. It was ugly. A lot of clunkers in there. Illinois shot 28% in the first half. Uh, Michigan shot 40, which isn't terrible, but they were one from nine from three. Michigan only made one three all game. Yeah. I mean, that is nuts. Just a crazy 
I guess not what a lot of people had expected from the first half. And and maybe if Hunter was in there and it was scrappy and whatever, I don't know, like, you know, physical. I, I think I, I expected physical, but I also mm-hmm. expected more shots to fall. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't happen. So I think that threw me off in the first half of what this game was. The buildup to be a yeah. really good high-level basketball game, and it wasn't that in my estimation for the first 20 minutes. But I did think Illinois did a very nice job uh, responding overall in the second half. And, and you mentioned Trent Frazier uh, putting up those 11 straight points. He had 16 points in the second half alone, and he, you know he only put up, 18 points in the game so you know two points at him at halftime and and yet he comes out and and i think has a really really nice second half and i don't want to say he gets on a heater but i just felt like he was in control yeah um and i guess you could call 11 straight points a heater and some free throws in there as well but uh, you just see us a, a fifth year senior stepping up once again and when demonte williams didn't play very well tonight uh just five points for him two of six from the field alfonso Plummer. uh you know, he has 15 points, takes him 12 shots to get there, makes a three, one of five. But this was, in my eyes, really the the Kofi Coburn show, 21 points, 10 rebounds, his ninth straight double-double, 39th of his career. It's just incredible what we're watching him do. And when you combine that with Trent Frazier's 18 and 15 from Plummer, you know, that that's it. Illinois comes out with a win, and now 6-0, and extending that Big Ten winning streak, longest since 2005, Gonna keep saying that. I don't know. They're probably not gonna get to fifteen, <laughs> yeah. but who knows? Uh, now thirteen and three overall this season. And and how about Michigan seven and seven and one and three in the Big Ten? This was the preseason conference favorite. I think possibly for the rest of the Big Ten, the worst thing to come out of this game is gonna be Devontae Jones finding his stride a little bit. I think he was good. Devontae played very well tonight. I know he's kind of struggled since. Coming over from Coastal Carolina in the offseason as a grad transfer, trying to take that Mike Smith role. And, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of success with that. And that's why they've lost a lot of games so yeah. far. And that's why they're one in three in the Big Ten at the moment. But he played really well today. And I can only imagine what this game would have been like if Hunter Dickinson had played. Because if Jones was playing like that and then you get Dickinson in there too, I mean, that's, you know, he, he would have had at least, I mean, he's averaging 16. So this game would have been a lot closer. Um, if he had been in there playing. But, you know, Illinois did what it had to do. Uh, I felt like Kofi had a quiet 21 because he he had a lot of free throws. Uh, He struggled with that at Nebraska. I think he missed seven. Oh, for five at Nebraska. And then he's five five for seven tonight. So uh, that's a nice bounce back from from what he was at Nebraska, which was just, we say 16 and 13 is not good. Like, just the frame of reference yeah. for what it is. He was a little he was more, but He was at his average tonight. Yeah. 22 and a half, almost that at 21 and, and 10 points or 10 rebounds. Like he's at 12 and a half. So like he, this was his average game. For whatever reason, he looked a little sluggish at Nebraska. And who knows? Yeah. Any number of reasons that could be. It just wasn't his game. And tonight, he it was definitely his game when they got the ball to him. I thought he definitely came alive in the second half. There were... Struggles in the first half, I think, getting him to the ball. Michigan started coming with uh, a double or a triple team. And while he had, uh, I believe, six or eight points pretty early, clearly not too early because there were only 14 points scored after 10 minutes. But relatively early in the scoring for Illinois, he had most of their points. And um, 
After that, at the end of the first half, he kind of went away for a little bit before a basket right before halftime that got him to 10, heading into half. And then he had 12 at half. 12 at half. I mean, he scored so, 12 of 26 of the team's points at half. Yeah. And, I mean, that, he was it other than Plummer 7. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And then in the second half, I felt like he may have had less points in the second half, but he was definitely the facilitator. Yeah. When he was he, – he, whatever Brad Underwood changed at halftime worked. And he said in the press conference that he called a bad game – in the first half, wasn't giving uh, Trent enough of those um, on-ball screens. I think is specifically what he said. He looked back and wanted to get more of if he wanted to change anything. And they changed the game plan. Kofi became the facilitator in the second half. And it worked out really well. They had the ball moving around the perimeter, and they were able to hit more threes. First, yeah. you said that two threes between the two teams in the first half, they didn't hit the first one until six minutes left to go Crazy. in the first half. And so they were throwing them up, They too. were, absolutely. I mean, Ch- chuck them if you got them. Like, yeah. <laughs> so really weird first half. And the second half is more kind of a, what we expected coming yeah. into this game with Illinois scoring 42. Um, and they did outscore Michigan by 11 in the second half. And it's kind of how we felt coming in that Illinois w- was better than Michigan because they had struggled so far this year. But, you know, if Kofi can play like he did in the second half, and if Illinois can capture kind of that that energy of playing through him, scoring when he needs to, and then facilitating and throwing it outside when uh, he's getting double or triple teamed, like Illinois is going to win a lot more games from this point forward. And Kofi gets credit for one assist. I, look, he's not going to get a lot of assists, but like you said, he facilitates that. I'm he sure he starts had, the swing yeah. around. I'm sure he had a lot of hockey assists. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the important thing there is we've seen him do that more. We didn't see that last year. No, there, not there at all. not pass-out attempts from Kofi Coburn, and when there was, it wasn't pretty. And that was and it the, didn't work. That was the big knock on him going into the, the draft process was he didn't show that kind of um, – that uh, versatility in his yeah. game to be able to do something else than back down a defender yes. at the basket. And I saw one jumper tonight that missed poorly <laughs> off the front of the rim. Yeah. But... I mean, that's still not his game and, and that's still going to be a knock on him moving forward in that draft process. But uh, you know, Kofi once again, an average night's 21 and 10. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, you know, Illini nation's living right when, when you got that guy on your team. So, I do know this, Andy. This is going to be a lot different game, I feel like, at the end of February in Ann Arbor. Uh, I I really like Michigan's team. I mean, Diabate was, you know, four for eight from the field, uh, nine points. They're just so athletic. You look at their roster, you're like, how are they not better than seven and seven? They have so much talent, and I think that will continue to grow with this squad. Mm -hmm. And and I expect this to be a lot different game. Well, getting in Ann Arbor. getting Caleb Houston going, I think is going to be big. I mean, he came in as he's that. not afraid to shoot. No, is he? he is not. But I think what we're seeing, and Derek Piper and I talked about this in the pregame show on WCII.com and our social channels, uh, that it, he came in with such high expectations. But college basketball, it seems like since COVID, has become such a veteran game because so yeah. many guys are staying that extra year. And that's why Illinois is having – that's why Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams are still here because of COVID. Right. Um, they still have eligibility to play, and it's getting tougher for freshmen to make that kind of impact. But to the point you made, he is not afraid to chuck it, just two of nine tonight. And I think giving him a little bit more time in the college game, that the month and a half it about is until the end of February when that game in Ann Arbor is – 
he's going to be a totally different player. Someone I was really impressed with was Kobe Bufkin coming off the bench for Michigan. Uh, his plus minus isn't great, but I thought on the offensive side of things, he really kind of provided a spark plug in that second half and was helping them Michigan stay close to Illinois. Eli Brooks, I thought, had a really good game too, so their guards are playing really well. And you put Hunter Dickinson back in that lineup. I mean, Michigan can be scary. Maybe they have too many losses at this point and have too much bad momentum to win the Big Ten in the regular season, but they may be a team to watch out for in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I don't think they're in Big Ten title contention at this point. I think that would be a long shot at one and well, three they, in the yeah, league. Yeah, they'd have to win their next 16. Yeah, yeah, or, or really be in a spot there where you know they win 12 of 14 or something like that, which is just so tough to do in the Big Ten. But when you look at the standings right now, 6-0, and Illinois sits at the top. Half game of Michigan ahead of Michigan State as we tape this. Now, the Spartans host Northwestern on Saturday. You would expect them to win that and be back up at six and zero. And there's Wisconsin at five and one. Ohio State four and two. Purdue three and two. So Illinois with a two and a half game lead over Purdue now, as the Boilermakers beat the Cornhuskers of Nebraska tonight in West Lafayette. And Purdue comes to Champaign Monday. And now you've got a four game lead on Michigan. I, I don't look at Michigan in this title chase like we no. all had them out to be at the beginning of the year and what we thought this would be like the first step of that title chase for Mm -hmm. the Big Ten slate for Illinois when we looked at the schedule when it came out over the summer it was like okay well this Michigan game is going to be like the first one here where Illinois in the title chase can you get plus one on that board so to speak of Mm -hmm. keeping you in the race and that's just not what it is right now but that is the case on Monday 11 a.m. game. Why it's 11 a.m.? Look, I know it's Martin Luther King Day. There's a whole bunch of basketball on all day. Like, it's a shame that this is an 11 a.m. game on Monday in the biggest non-con game of the year or the biggest um, the biggest conference game of the year so far at home is what I meant to say there. Um, now, obviously, Michigan State next two like the following Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday, but the mm. following Tuesday after that because it's Purdue at Maryland and then Michigan State at home. Mm. That will, you know, be in place of that. But up until this point, this is living up to this. Purdue's the seventh team in the country in the rankings, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I hope the energy level can match what it was tonight, Andy, yeah. on Monday at 11 a.m. You know what? I think some of, I've, the Orange Crush today was great, and it seemed like a lot of those students are coming back early because okay, this good. was technically one of the yeah. break games because they don't start class until Tuesday. Right. I know they're going to be online, but you'd imagine that on Monday most of the, the students had been moved back in, so you start maybe getting some of the student vibe back into those games. And... I'm not sure who takes off for Martin Luther King Day. We won't. We'll be at work. But <laughs> we work. Uh, <laughs> we it's a work. federal holiday, so you're not getting mail and you're not going to the bank. The, uh, you're not getting your driver's license either. Also that. But yeah. it's closed Monday anyway. No, it's fair. My bad. So Don't get my driver's license very often. <laughs> other than that, I don't know what else is closed Monday. But they're playing basketball at 11 a.m., and we will maybe, be there as well. Maybe so a fun. lot of people playing hooky from work that hey, day. I want... think a lot of people be watching it work, whether it's <laughs> on their phone or computer or whatever else it may be. So uh, I, for one, can't wait for that. Or Purdue, 3-2 and two in the league, 14-2 and two overall. I so. think I'm not going to say that that game, if Illinois beats Purdue, is a complete dagger to Purdue's Big Ten title, regular season title chase, but... Man, getting three games behind Illinois at this point as we're coming up on halfway, getting close to it would be game seven for Illinois. And I believe game uh, 
six for Purdue, yep. um, you know, it'd be really hard. You have to have, go on a really big win streak to kind of get back into things. Yeah, at that three point. feels like a lot at this point. There's a clear mm-hmm. separation now as we're yeah. six games into this Big Ten schedule for most teams, five or six here. You know, so a fourth of the way through it for sure. You look at it and you're like, okay. I think we can tell who the real contenders are and who the pretenders yeah. are here. Um, when you look at the board, and and I don't know if it's too surprising to me, other than Michigan being now 1-3 and three in the Big Ten, I don't know if there's anything else in this board I look at. And Purdue losing twice is certainly up there. Mm-hmm. But I I expect them to be um, a double-digit plus, you know, 12-plus Big Ten win team the mm-hmm. um, rest of the way. So, you know, we'll see. I, I think... Uh, Ohio State maybe has been a little bit of a surprise, but I expected them to be good as well. And, and you know, I think they're a really, really solid team. Yeah. So uh, we'll see, man. I'm looking forward to Monday. It is getting late here after midnight on the WCI 3 and 1 podcast, but still wanted to get our thoughts out there after Illinois beats Michigan 68-53. to Kofi Coburn will have to wait to see that. Kofi and Hunter, all the storylines coming in. We had a whole story about oh, it coming man. in. And man. you actually kind of jinxed it. You remember? I that? did say you earlier said, today, what if we run this and then Hunter doesn't play? And I said, <laughs> oh, Andy, he's going to play. It'll be fine. And, and then he nope. didn't. So that's how that works. My bad. Blame it on Andy Olson. Well, I don't know about playing. I think I may have helped Illinois. Well, I think it Hunter did. not playing. Uh, Michigan fans can come at you like that's they right. did at my timeline. That's um, right. The last couple of days. So <laughs> that's great. All right. For Andy Olson, I'm Brett Burns. Thanks so much for listening to the WCI 3-in-1 podcast. Hope you enjoyed the game. If you were one of the 16, near, near 16,000 people inside State Farm Center to see Illinois beat Michigan. If you watched it on TV, hope you enjoyed it there as well. And uh, we'll do it again Monday after. Afternoon, 11 a.m. game time, nationally televised game as well. Fox broadcast for Illinois and number seven, Purdue. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.